This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the voice of milk in Congress with customers and in communities. Visit voiceofmilk.com. Good Thursday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Battle lines are being drawn ahead of a potential announcement on the Trump administration's plan to address small refinery exemptions from the renewable fuel standard. About five minutes after an MSNBC segment on SREs aired this morning, President Donald Trump tweeted that farmers would be happy with a giant package being prepared by the administration. He also said the plane would save small refineries from certain closing. Getting the biofuel and oil sectors to be happy with the same announcement would be a tall order. National Corn Growers Association Vice President Kevin Ross says farmers will be watching the announcement closely. Right now, there's a lot of people. You know, when people are struggling, there's a lot of uh, a lot of angst and a lot of um, a lot of frustration, and it just kind of got compounded there with a few different things in a in a short amount of time, and a lot of producers were were upset. So we'll see. There's ways to make it right, and hopefully, ways that we can work on this and expand on our you know ethanol usage and expand on our biofuels discussions that that we know things that are important to growers and things that can expand that market. There's been a lot of talk about the impact of SREs on ethanol, but soybean producers like Rob Schaefer say biodiesel also needs to be remembered in the conversation. We don't have the biodiesel $1 tax credit. We haven't had that for 18 months or longer now. These SREs affected biodiesel. Since the SREs been announced in the last month, we've lost six biodiesel plants in the United States. One of those was in Beastress, Nebraska last week, and that was 100% corn oil, a 50 million gallon plant um, that just shut down because of SREs. We lost five other ones that use at least 50% soy oil, if not more. Details of just what the administration is set to announce haven't been made public just yet, but American Soybean Association Vice President Bill Gordon says they will need to see waived gallons reallocated to be satisfied with the deal. Farmer understands hardship. We have no problem giving a waiver if it's a real hardship but then don't take those gallons away from us, add those to the whole mix. Producers aren't alone in that request. They'll also have allies on Capitol Hill. AgriPulse's Ben Nolley has more. Synod Finance Committee Chair Chuck Grassley of Iowa says only one proposal addressing small refinery exemptions would be welcomed news for farmers. But only this one is going to be understood by farmers that this administration is trying to right its boat on ethanol and carry out its promise to farmers and the ethanol industry. And that is to have the reallocation of every gallon that was waived added back in to the RFS requirement. Last week, an internal cabinet-level memo listed five proposals for President Trump to consider when looking at ways to improve the ethanol industry. Grassley says most of the proposals the administration wants to do will help the ethanol industry long term, but argued it's a phase-in approach. Where the reallocation is going to have an immediate impact both economically in corn prices, ethanol profitability, and also political profitability for the President of the United States. Grassley adds he doesn't think some of the 2018 compliance year waivers granted earlier this month will be given back. Ben Nully, AgriPulse. In other news, five cell-based meat companies have formed a trade association. Blue Nalu, Finless Foods, Fork and Good, Just, and Memphis Meats have formed the Alliance for Meat, Poultry, and Seafood Innovation. In a joint statement, leaders of the companies in the alliance say they wanted the industry to speak with a unified voice as they emerge as a viable, impactful partner in the overall food and agriculture sector. They add that they are committed to open and science-based dialogue with industry partners, policymakers, advocates, and consumers. 
This represents the first time manufacturers of the cell-based products have formed such a coalition, but it's not the first time the technology has intersected with a D.C. trade group. Last year, Memphis Meats and the North American Meat Institute wrote a letter to the Trump administration suggesting a regulatory framework and nomenclature for the technology. That framework suggested a shared regulatory approach. FDA would handle pre-market safety, and USDA would take over once that safety is established and oversee food safety and marketing questions. USDA and FDA have not finalized their framework just yet, but are working toward a similar approach. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative provides dairy farmers throughout the Midwest with a powerful voice, the voice of milk, in Congress, with customers, and within their communities. Edge is one of the top cooperatives in the country based on milk volume. For more information, visit voiceofmilk.com. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.